0: Hi, welcome to Social Capital by SocialAm.co. On our show, we'll feature the personal stories and business journeys of mission driven founders from our SocialAm.co community. Now, these are founders and leaders who are committed to growing social and environmentally focused companies aimed at solving core issues and challenges in our communities. As a listener, You will have the luxury of using these stories, these perspectives, tips, and industry knowledge of your peers as a business growth resource for your projects and mission. I'm Emmanuel, your host today, and I welcome you on our show. Hi, welcome back, everyone. Uh, I'm excited uh, to host Evan DePart today, and uh, he's an amazing um, individual, serial entrepreneur, mentor. Um, You know, Evan's driven to create solutions that make the world a much better place to live in, and uh, we're going to get a chance to discuss one of these solutions today, Uh, so I'm happy to host him on our podcast, and uh, he's the founder of Kitty Credit, and we're going to dive right into it. Thank you thank you so much for joining us today bro uh happy to have you uh how are you doing today i'm good man how about yourself oh i'm awesome i'm awesome everything's good uh the uh weather's good today uh what part of town are you in right now i am in downtown miami I'm leaving caught me in, in
1: in route from the office back to the house i live in Brooklyn, so I, I keep it close
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah so Uh, I know the, uh, downtown living, man. So, and the weather's, weather's not too bad today. So, uh, so I think you, you know, you're in luck, right?
1: I mean, I, I can't complain, man. If you look at what the weather's been elsewhere in the country these past (laughs) few weeks, I, I, even if it's raining, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, especially, uh, everything else that's going on right now, uh, in the country. So, um definitely best wishes man Um, you know i'm happy to have you uh join us today we you know we've got quite a few things to uh, talk about i mean you're uh you know i i have a lot of appreciation and and respect for the work that you do uh you know especially um addressing a critical issue for, for 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 young folks right at a very early stage uh so so let's dive right into it you know most of our listeners probably have uh you know read a little bit about you in the social times and uh you know can't wait to learn a little bit more and uh and and we're excited that uh that you're doing this work and then we can witness your growth i appreciate all that y'all are doing too (laughs) no for sure thank you man thank you uh so you know uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, what, what made you come up with Kitty Credit. Uh, did you were there any experiences early on, right, that kind of uh, um, resonate with you?
1: Yeah. So I'm not like I always say when I'm I'm talking about this process. You know, I, I was not a financial guru or anything like that. I was I was the person that had messed up credit, and, and I, I made you know. Yes, because I made poor, poor decisions, but also because I really didn't understand like what credit was like, how it was scored and, and things like that. So, and I saw it, it hinder my ability to get an auto loan, to be able to get and um, you know, a mortgage or anything of that nature. So, um, as far as that is concerned, like I, you know, knowing that going into other, other fields of business you know, not being able to get a business loan, a line of credit, et cetera, et cetera. I really didn't want that to have to happen for a generation after me. Um, you know, there's many people with great business ideas, but they can't execute on them because they can't get access to a loan or line of credit because of their credit. They grew up in an environment where uh, having a, you know, having a, a friends and family around is something that's not possible for them. So I was like, man, how can we, like, how can we really move the needle on credit, you know, knowing that it is a tool to really help those that don't have access to capital get access to capital and do it in a way before it's an issue. Right. So, I mean, that thought process began almost a decade ago. And then we began the actual journey in 2018. But I've owned the domain kittycredit.com for almost a decade. Like one day I'm going to build this app. So it's cool to actually, like, have it be a thing.
0: <laughs> right oh man yeah it, it is and I'm so glad that you're doing it you said something earlier man about uh that you're not a guru right and you're not you know a finance professional or anything like that uh and i think it's very interesting because like one of one of our values right is is contribution and then when we when we talk about that we talk about just really contributing contributing uh to <clears throat> whatever it is that you would like to see improve or uh problem that you would like to solve from where you are Right. Because I think a lot of times people people think that, oh, man, I have to, you know, be this expert or embark in this huge undertaking to to um, contribute to to a solution. Right. So, mm-hmm. and you know, and then you just talked about, you know, you've had the domain for a long time. So what it what what has this journey uh, been like for you? You know, did you feel overwhelmed and what is that how do you see that that contributing and, and making an impact from, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, what, what I've seen is, like I had to learn about that, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, the, the reason I, I owned the domain for so long and, and didn't do anything was I, I didn't know anything about what it took to build, what it, what it would take to build an app, right? So from there, I just started to study. And then a uh, buddy of mine, Matt, we, you know, he had built out an app that before his first app had scaled to over hundred thousand users. So he was really instrumental in like my early onset, understanding what it takes to, to build an app and how to do it like on a bootstrap <laughs> you bootstrap, you know, shoestring budget, you know, to start out. This is really just a project that began out out of my own pocket, you know, even though it was cheaper, it still wasn't cheap. And um, just, you know, when when you're using your own money you really learn how to like cut corners and, and save and, <laughs> and be scrappy and, and, you know, but make sure that you're not, you know, your, your product isn't getting the short end of the stick. So um, I think because of that, it really just grips up my learning curve uh-huh. on what it takes to build things out. So I, I think what I, what I will say, I've become more of a, you know, a, a quote unquote expert on is how to like build, your first prototype, you know, on, with a very limited capital, right? I, I've seen devastating stories of people spend tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on an MVP to then just go out and now try to raise money for a product that has no users, hasn't fully been been tested. So um, just through that whole journey, you know, and seeing that and, and seeing how many amazing tech founders there are and then, you know, tech founders of color, it was also, you know, part of the reason why I uh, I joined the, the Black Women Talk Tech
0: team and partnered with Black Women Talk Tech to, to create that team. Right, right. No, and, and and that's uh, that's great, man. Especially, uh, I like uh, I like how you mentioned, you know, the, uh, you know, the difference between planning everything out before getting started and and investing a bunch of money. Because I, I feel like uh, that that is sometimes common, right? And and uh, and in uh, the industry, uh, founders think that you know we need we need so much to get started. When sometimes you just have to get started with what you have, right? And start yep. moving along the way. Uh, yep. uh, did you feel like there were anything specific in terms of uh, um, what you learned? You know that uh, that really played. Uh, a bigger role than, than, than what you expected, right? Uh,
1: Well, what do you mean? Like, uh, just things I didn't necessarily know about?
0: Right, right. So, right. Getting started, right. Some of the things that you didn't know that, that that you really wanted to learn, what, what made the biggest impact for you? Aside from, you know, not knowing how to build an app, um, there may have, was there any other things that uh, really stood out that r- really kind of helped you along this journey?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it, you know, one thing that's uh, that's always good about when you're trying to raise money is while it can, it can take an emotional toll, just hearing your business battered left and right by people that either believe or don't believe in business, um, right. is it really helps you think critically about the challenges that you'll come across, because if you don't, and you're just tackling something, you know, naive, you can you can end up encountering problems that may you know may end up being more costly than they have to be, if not just halting the business altogether. So I would say, in my conversations with advisors, mentors, and investors, um, I just I learned a lot of advice about what it takes to to build a successful tech startup. And it could have been, you know, just agnostic of the space in general. I mean, even though there's things that are specific to building out a financial literacy app for kids, mm-hmm. there's still common issues around your legal structure, uh, you know, an equity issuance and, you know, your engagement, uh, you know, your financial modeling. So it was just a lot of things where I had to ask a lot of questions really be open to like listening and and taking advice and then you know But also at the same time you know taking advice but then you know everybody's gonna have their own opinions so you might get 10 different opinions take think in 10 different directions so you gotta you gotta have enough belief in yourself and what you're doing and your own thoughts on things to say look i i hear you on that but and and i'll probably do that but what you're saying there i'm is going to respectfully decline. So it's, it's a journey that just takes you in a lot of different directions. So just kind of keeping a, a solid peace of mind has been like, I, I would say probably the most
0: important step in this entire process. Right, right. No, for sure. For sure. Especially uh, when, <laughs> when you're getting a, a advice from people you admire and respect, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, uh, I'm sure sometimes it makes it even even tougher, right? To to kind of go in different directions, um, you know. I mean, why white kids. I mean, I know uh, you talked about uh, you know being being younger and and, and the type of uh, impact that can make, right? Are there uh, <clears throat> were there any specific reasons that has to do with the impact that you want to create? Uh, but it just—it
1: goes back to to really wanting to teach about credit in a way that was preventative or not correct, you know, like instilling the solid habits before it's too late. Uh, I think there's there's an argument to be had for solid foundational habits correlating to solid foundational financial decisions, mm-hmm. um, and that was essentially our, our thesis there, you know. So while kitty credit is is intended for kids ages 4 to 12. You know, it's really just the first step in our journey. We really want to just continually build out things that build a responsible path to an individual's first credit card. So by the time they get it, they're like, ah, that's like, you know, when I didn't make my bed, that's like when I just missed my car payment. And then, you know, creating that, making that understanding of of credit super simple. Uh, We think not just can help Americans understand the credit system, but also, potentially exploring other markets for credit is either non existent or is also kind of a, a mystery to to understand. So we we really just wanted to demystify credit and we just wanted to
0: start as early as possible. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. No, I, I mean I like it. I like it. I think especially when we you know when uh you know, kids, kids can be, uh, that can be challenging. Right. And, and I, and I think that's something, you know, I'm looking forward to introducing to my daughter. I mean, you know, she's, uh, she's, uh, uh, three years old now and I have a one-year-old son and it's like, you know, man, how, what are the different ways we going to make sure that they respect, you know, their finances and the seeing how that can impact their lives, you know, uh, that's, uh, it's crazy when and, and then with so many distractions, right, uh, happening right now. Uh, yep. Today, you know, it, it it's crazy. What are some, like, the, the biggest opportunities you see? Because obviously, you know, uh, I think, you know, helping kids understand uh, that, uh, you know, credit is important is is one thing, but kind of like attaching it to some of the dreams and the things that they want to Accomplish right sometimes that that may be like the, ch- the challenge in part because of all the different trends right are there ways to, to to help them make that connection and figure it out what they want to do
1: um i i, I think you know essentially what we what we want to say is if if you understand that you 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 make these solid choices mm-hmm. based off of what you've done, be it with your chores, at home, activities after school, whatever the, the, the parent or admin sets for you, uh, you're creating, the, the, the better you're doing them, the easier you're making your pathway to being able to redeem whatever rewards are laid out for you, right? Now, the parent mm-hmm. or the admin will set those, but essentially being able to say, look, I know that if I make this sou- this sound decision, I will then be able to do this. So it goes back to just creating that, you know, that, that correlation. There's, you know, there's sometimes, you know, we, we make decisions in, in life as adults. And when we're trying to think it through, we we go back to our childhood and remember how we, you know, how we did this moment. And we're like, oh yeah, well that's, so we, we want to kind of create that, that type of parallel universe.
0: Right, right, no, and, and I can see how, how this, this could, be- be such a relief for for parents you know uh especially uh, entrepreneurs are sometimes balancing so many different things and and we <laughs> we think things at such a high level it may be it may be challenging right to get it mm-hmm. through to our kids yep yeah uh that's amazing man uh like what um so we one of the uh, the uh, things right the reason why we uh, you know we're we're really passionate about uh, sharing the stories of uh, entrepreneurs like you you know we recently launched uh, our um, Clutch campaign right when you mm-hmm. when you think when you think of uh, being Clutch right and, and then waking up and doing some of the things that you're passionate about. Regardless of what's happening uh, in the world right now, we're obviously in in a uh, in a unique uh, time frame, right? In our lifetime, uh, what are some things that keep you going, man? Because I, I, you know, I'm I, I'm sure it's probably not easy, and there 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 are quite a few challenges that that might have you know, uh, may make you kind of think, oh man, why am I doing this, or so should I, right? Mm-hmm. Are there a couple of things you know that? What keeps you going? What, uh, um, you know, what, what fuels you to, to keep doing this, man?
1: What, what keeps me up at night? Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. Uh, definitely. <laughs> so, for for me, I, I always make a joke about this. I'm like, instead of I'm a super early riser, so instead uh, of what keeps me up at night, because nothing does. But what, but what wakes me up early in the morning is really just. Seeing the progress that this project has made, seeing how excited the mission is mm-hmm. people, and then just making sure that that the product that we're building out, the go-to-market strategy that we're building out, is just engaged, just as engaging as the topic itself. Um, that would be what I say is
0: like our key, um, our key concern at the moment. Right, right. No, that's awesome, man. Uh, So I'm going to throw this at you, right? You know how they usually talk about uh, your mouth rush more, right? So uh, instead of asking, right, um, uh, you know, about some of the entrepreneurs that you appreciate in the industry, uh, I'm thinking of uh, the Potential partners, right? Because I I think what you're doing is amazing, and there's a lot of different ways ways that uh, whether there's opportunities to amplify your mission. Have you given thought to potential partners that you would love to work with in the future? Uh, mm-hmm. and, if, and if and I you have,
1: go ahead. No, I mean I, I would say if I had to look out, before, so what about not Rushmore four? Um, so I would say from a credit bureau side was was always one. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we have that, right, with our partnership with Equifax, which has been huge for it. Okay. Um, secondly, I would say a financial institution of some sort, so one of the big banks. Um, thirdly, um, one of the major, one of the, the, you know, the big five when it comes to credit card companies. So Visa, Discover, Amex, MasterCard, Capital One. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, just a you know a large organization, be it be it a nonprofit like YMCA, which we're we rolling some stuff out early, and um, just very mission-aligned organizations that are able to see firsthand the effects of bad credit. Right? It's one of the leading the leading causes of the you know of wealth gap in our country. And like, if you make less but are paying more for the same product because of higher interest rates, or just you're, you're flat out not able to get a mortgage at all because of your credit. You know, so you're continually paying rent, building no equity, building, except, you know, not doing anything to increase your network. Uh, you know, that conversation can go, can fall on deaf ears at times. Right, right. But uh, I see those four verticals really, in our, yeah, really in our Mount Rushmore and being able to, to help uplift that conversation. You know, it's part of the reason why our customer is not necessarily parent directly. Our business model's b 2 b to c because we wanna find as many ways as possible to not have to charge the parent that needs to learn about this, the, the, the family that needs to learn about this the most, but doesn't necessarily need to pay a certain amount per month for any additional product at this point,
0: you know? Got you, got you, man. I mean, look, but one of the keys, though, to the Rushmore, I think, you know, you have to pick one. I think you might have, uh, you know, uh, being nice and don't really want to point anybody out. Uh, but did, did, have you identified any specific partners or? Uh, well,
1: if we, if that's what I'm saying, if we said the one, then I would definitely say Equifax. They've been huge for us. Got you, you know, got you. And, and, and a credit bureau partnership was definitely something that we had kind of at the end phase of like our our pitch deck, like you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? Not not really finding ways to really work within their ecosystem right. at scale in like the early onset of our business. So I I, I
0: I can say very clearly that I would put them on that. Okay, okay. Um uh fair enough, fair enough. And uh and in terms of financial institution, I think you're probably still undecided. I mean i I would say you know uh i'll take it as you know kind of still seeing who aligns with your mission a little bit more right
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: because for for
1: me it's like a name is just the name right at the end of the day if, the, if you know you could talk to one of the big banks and if credit isn't necessarily like what's important to them and, and you know the, the demographic that we're trying to serve isn't isn't important to them it's you know it's simply like a like a you know uh, of the moment opportunistic type of initiative to to help out something that that's not I can't just put them on in that same hierarchy you know but if it's so it's it's really I, I would I would have to say like once I have more conversations with a lot of these organizations and seeing what they really focus on that would that would be able to help me determine who would be our biggest advocates but then I say you know from a nonprofit standpoint too, like I said, YMCA has been a great early, early onset relationship too. And they're one of the largest nonprofits in the world. So, you know, those two are a great place to
0: start. Right. Right. Okay. I like that. I respect that, man. Uh, mission over brand. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's always good, man. Um, so to wrap up one thing I wanted to, um, ask you, right. So Obviously, I was gonna say right if you were to say something to your younger self, but you know, a lot of times we we don't get to go back. So uh, so how about that young entrepreneur who's who's thinking on embarking on a big journey, right? When you think about your journey and, and all of the different things uh, that that you did, and and how, you know, and the different outcomes that you've had, uh, where would you say that they should start and if you had one or two books or key resource, uh, what would that be? So my favorite book is The Seven Habits of Highly
1: Effective People by Stephen Covey. I probably read it like 10 times. Um, yeah. So you don't have to necessarily read every book under the sun. Sometimes you just make sure that you follow the principles of a couple. Um, so I mean, it's, it's definitely up there. There I like four agreements. Uh, you know, if you, you read The Greatest Salesman in the World, if you have, then you know, you, you know it's <laughs> if you're reading it the way it's book. intended, yeah. So it's like you know you can read it or you can read it the way it's intended to be read. Um, and I feel that like, you know, I've only been able to do that one time. But um, when I did that, I was I was a sales rep at the time. I was in my bag. It was when I was younger. Um, but uh, as far as what I would say to somebody starting out on this process is to just focus on projects. You know, like one step at a time Mm -hmm. you know if, if you really just write out like okay in a perfect world what are 200 things that you need to get done and then just break them down you know on each index card and then break down what it would take to get that thing done and then just knock it out be it one day at a time one week at a time one month at a time and those little things you'll chip away at and then when you start to look back at it you'll be like man we really did all that and then it just it all starts to pile up You know when you're i was having a conversation earlier today with a with an an investor and they were just asking us a lot of questions and it was one i remember one day i had to do this and one day i had to do that so it was all of these things that started coming to compile and it made for the the conversations like oh okay you actually you are fairly ready like you do understand a little bit about your numbers and your market you could be doing this a little better but overall um you know, it, it made me sharpen. It wasn't things that I learned in one day. It was things that I just progressively did over time. So I would just say, just stick at it. Continually perfect your craft. Listen to people that are smarter than you. Um, whatever you learn, don't be afraid to, like, well, not don't be afraid, but, you know, make sure that you're selfless enough to, to share that information too, and just kind of pay it forward. Uh, you know, those, those types of character traits will always show up in the end too because when you need people to
0: show up for you if you've been kind to them they'll be kind to you so. right right okay man that's awesome man those uh those are those are two key shares and I'm and I appreciate that uh, thanks for bringing that up uh and uh the um the uh, last thing I wanted to uh to ask you about and I see that you know be, being a serial entrepreneur and having uh you know you having uh started different ventures, you know I mean? I'm a, I'm a huge uh, believer in, in, in using all of your experiences, right? And to, to kind of bring your current venture. So were there any other experiences that you, that you felt were m- might've been like the biggest contributor to your current success, whether it's another business that you've done or another job uh, or volunteer experience, anything like that? Um, I would say just a compilation of things, right? Like I've always said, like, if I'm not
1: doing anything pertaining to entrepreneurship, then it would be in sales because I feel like that's one of the, the few occupations you can have where your compensation is a direct correlation to how hard you work. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of taking that mentality is carried over into to entrepreneurship. So I don't, I don't look externally to where we are as a business. I always need, you know more so lean internally on like what I can do to better the situation. Um, so, I mean that those principles have kind of carried over from a, you know, from a young age. I was I was only child, uh, grew up with my mom. She was a flight attendant. so She was gone a lot of days out of the week. So I just, you know, really been kind of, uh, like it just, it led me to, to, to be fairly uh, independent and, and have a certain level of, of accountability towards myself. Um, which you know wasn't necessarily always perfect at but I really I think just experience being the best teacher um I mean you know I've really always tried to look inward on how to improve and I think entrepreneurship and 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 sales are some of those types of fields that really cause you to do so
0: right right no uh and uh um you're right And, and it's uh especially especially in sales man you can learn so much I feel like that's uh that's uh that's the uh what do you call it school of hard knocks right and <laughs> it's like a it, it it's a lifelong university yeah uh but thank you man uh you know I definitely uh appreciate the time stopping by and and you know kind of um chopping it up a bunch of passion and uh and and what keeps you going um about this uh what are what are some of the best ways that uh our community can uh, can support you. We're we're huge on collaboration and uh, social capital. Um, what does that mean to you? Uh, Once so social capital, and and what are some of the what are some of the best ways that uh, anyone can offer their support for what you're doing right now?
1: Yeah, sure. So social capital to me is really just you know like we were discussing paying it forward, mm-hmm. being able to you know as you quote unquote compile resources, be it from people companies or you know, whatever it is um you know just being able to share that with your you know, with your ecosystem um be it you know other other entrepreneurs you know friends looking to start up businesses family looking to start up businesses um so just you know owning up to your share of the responsibility to pay it forward and if somebody's trying to contact you know get in contact with me best way to, to you know reach out is uh twitter or uh, Instagram, it's, it's pretty simple, it's at Evan Leaphart, and so that's e- Evan, E-V-A-N, and Leaphart, L-E-A-P-H-A-R-T, or
0: same thing for LinkedIn. Okay. That's what's up, man. Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for stopping by. You know, I uh, I admire all the work that you're doing, and, uh, you know, not just with this project, and I know that you're involved in a lot of other projects, too. Uh, you know, your work with Blackman Talk Tech, I think it's amazing, right? And, and uh, so definitely kudos to that man thank you brother well i appreciate all that you're doing too man
1: let's let's keep this keep this miami ecosystem going strong let's keep it inclusive and
0: uh yeah man anything i can do to help i'm here for sure for sure thank you thank you yeah miami's strong for sure man And and i look forward to uh continuing to uh witness your growth and you know as we fuel each other's success so good luck to you man uh and uh and 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 thank you for everybody that's, uh, that's listening and sharing and, and, you know, and also sharing Evan's success. So, uh, we'll definitely see each other, uh, see, see each other again. I'm looking forward to the next conference. Amen. I appreciate you, brother. And yeah, like, I, again, same salute
1: to what, what you're doing too, man. Let's keep in touch.
0: <laughs> all right, brother. No problem, man. Have a great day. Enjoy the good weather. All right. All right, bro. You too. <laughs> all right. No problem. Later. Hi again. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. Listen, you are truly the reason why we do this. Whether you are a brand new entrepreneur, a seasoned vet, a community stakeholder, or a leader, right? Or you may be someone who just loves to witness other people do cool stuff that is impacting lives in their community. Like we do this for you. For real, for real. (laughs) So let's stay connected. Join our online community at socialaim.co. That's www.socialaim.co, and let's continue to help each other grow. Thank you. Bye-bye for now, and I'm looking forward to sharing another uh, audience with you again.